You've read the title of this episode, and I know what you're thinking. Max, you've gone too far with this one. Trees obviously cannot talk. And you're right. The air that whistles through the forest is composed of chirping birds and trickling streams. Not a single breath of tree chatter. But the trees do have secrets, and they whisper them. Not through the air, but through the ground. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Dear Nature, a podcast where we explore this wonderful universe through a series of questions for nature itself. I'm your host, Max Bellick, and today we ask, Dear Nature, how do trees talk? Homo sapiens have five senses, seeing, smelling, hearing, touching, and tasting. We have a number of hard and soft wired codes in us that utilize these senses and help us communicate with one another and absorb information from the world around us. For example, a natural instinct when smelling rotten food is to move away from it or dispose of it. We certainly aren't going to eat it, and thank goodness, because it's rotten and is likely bad for us. For this helpful hardwired human code, we can thank evolution. Some other codes we have invented and written ourselves as a society, hence why they change depending on where you are in the world. Giving someone a thumbs up in most places is a sign that something is good, but in some countries it is very rude. Look at us clever cookies, hearing sounds and smelling scents in order to communicate with each other and understand the world around us. Oh, actually, lots and lots of animals do this. Dogs have a significantly better sense of smell and hearing ability than we do, and they also see and touch and taste things just like us. But communication and information absorption is certainly not restricted to the five senses that us mammals have. Sharks can detect small electric fields that are given off by other marine creatures via electroreception. Dolphins even bounce sound waves around like a toy and then detect their echoes. With our new very basic knowledge of general life linguistics, let's try and answer a question. Now, what senses do trees have that they could use to communicate? Well, there's... Hmm, wait. Oh, no. Oh, um... Well, they don't have any senses at all, because after all, they're just plants. People farm trees just like any other plant. They plant fields of seeds and take care of them until they grow to the desired stage in which they then harvest them. In the 1990s, a curious phenomenon was observed in such a forest of Douglas fir trees. The firs were the crop tree, planted to harvest once they grew big enough. But there was another tree filling the empty skylight, paper birch trees. There's nothing wrong with these trees, in essence, but in this situation, they were a weed, stealing nutrients and resources from the crop tree, the fir. So down 
they went. The birch trees were weeded out from the forest in order to protect and nurture the fir trees. But when the birch trees were removed, the health of the fir trees actually began deteriorating rather than improving. A mysterious correlation was at play. Whenever birch trees were removed, the fir tree's health declined. So it seemed that the birch trees were actually helping the firs, rather than harming them. This is where we find our question, and it goes much further than simply how the trees talk, but also what they're talking about. We've been over the different senses and how we use ours to gather information, but trees don't have these senses, obviously, so how are they receiving, let alone sending, any communication? Well, trees, and most plants, do have some sensory ability in two places. Their leaves and their roots. The soil beneath had veins of fine white fungi. Shooting out in dense networks, the fungi wrapped itself into the roots of the tree, connecting every single tree in the forest together, creating an entire community of connected trees. This is called a mycorrhizal network, or more famously, the wood wide web. And it's how trees speak with one another. But what are they speaking about? Mother trees stand tall, overlooking their forest and all the aspiring young life growing. Tall, strong parent trees send their own nutrients into the network, like carbon and glucose. The fungi packs it up and delivers the gifts to the smaller trees that don't have as much sunlight access as the parent trees. This nutrient postal service connects all species of trees together and is the key to solving a failing Douglas fir forest. You see, the paper birch trees were weeded out from the forest because they were thought to be stealing resources from the Douglas fir. But we now know that this isn't the case at all. Rather than stealing nutrients, the birch trees were actually providing nutrients, so it makes perfect sense that the fir trees would begin to fail when their kind guardians were disconnected from the wood wide web. But the trees aren't simply sending each other gifts, they also send advice. If one tree is attacked by bugs, it can whisper a warning message to its surrounding friends through the trenches of the wood wide web. The trees in danger can then defend themselves by releasing hormones and chemicals that deter the pests. But the pests aren't the only worries, because just like on the actual internet, the Wood Wide Web has its fair share of criminals. Some plant species have learned that they can exploit the valuable network for their own gain, because after all, the requirement for access is simply to exist in the ground. Coralloriza are a very sad looking genus of orchid. Most species have no flowers, and cannot utilize photosynthesis to create food from sunlight. 
but that's simply because they don't need to. Most coralloriza are purely parasitic and depend entirely on stealing nutrients from the wood wide web. The black walnut does a very similar thing. Instead of simply stealing resources, the black walnut tree actually sends poison through the fungal network. This harms other connected plants and gives the black walnut a competitive advantage. So we've looked at the trees, but we need to look at the fungi itself. The trees are able to use the network to grow both individually and as a forest collective. But what about the fungi? What does it get out of all of this? Well, just like human delivery drivers, they get paid. Not with money, obviously, but instead with a cut of the transported food. This is called mutualism, an interaction between different species that has a net gain for all involved parties. The different species involved are the participating trees and the fungi itself. Each species has an overall benefit to the interaction. The trees get much more reliable growth and group resilience, and the fungi gets food from the trees so it can grow too. The wood wide web is certainly not the only example of this. In fact, mutualism is everywhere. Without a doubt, the best example, and one that you are most likely familiar with, are pollinators and plants. Pollinators, like bees and birds, get to drink sweet, sweet nectar from the flowers to energize them, while the flowers get their pollen distributed to other plants, which is how they make more plants. So just like the trees rely on the fungi to send messages to one another, these flowers rely on the bees and the birds to pollinate one another and spread more plants. This type of mutualism dependency is built into nature absolutely everywhere, and I'm sure we will encounter it in future episodes. When the trees are in hardship, they support one another. But if all hope is lost, then a great deal of sacrifice is made. Instead of wasting resources from the surrounding trees, failing individuals will accept their fate and heroically transfer all of their remaining nutrients and resources into the network for the other members to use. This seals their fate, and they change from being a tree to just a log, but also a forest hero. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Dear Nature. I really hope you enjoyed finding out about all the cool details of the wood wide web. There are so many more cool details like this in nature, and this is exactly what this podcast is for, hunting down these cool systems and then finding out about them together. Thank you again for listening. Please stay safe, be kind, get vaccinated, and I'll see you next time.